Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Brindle. First, I want to thank you for listening in and know that you mean so much to me. I am a wife, mom of three, teacher, writer, and by nature, an encourager. I'm here juggling life and all that goes with it. That's why I want to spread a little faith and encouragement on your good and maybe not so good days to lift you up and onward. I'll be here reminding you that with God, nothing is impossible. And as you take your next step in your journey, I am filled with excitement because wherever you are, you will be encouraged. Welcome to the Be Encouraged Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Brindle, and you're listening to episode 120. Hey, you guys, hang in there with me because I have a really long episode, but it's the the episode that ends the season uh, before I take a little break before Christmas, and um, I just kind of take some time off from now until mid-January. So this is going to be the last one to kick us off for the rest of 2023, and I just, I was going to wait on it, but I got to tell you what, I'm going to give you a little update, a little life update that I have a very special special guest speaker today who is going to spark some encouragement in your life, maybe even set your heart on fire. So better buckle up. However, before we jump in to what's in store for you today, I want to welcome you to the Be Encouraged community. To all of my listeners, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me in this journey of learning and building up our faith in life together. This past year, we started off with Suzanne Cox, who kicked us off with Joy in the Journey. And I feel like it's just a nice bookend this episode here because there is so much joy in our special guest's journey today. I cannot wait to share with you. So again, I just want to say thank you for pressing play today. This is a community that is special. I'll tell you what, I've been podcasting for over the past three years now, and I am always blown away by people reaching out to me and tell me that this message, this encouragement just laid on their heart strong today. And I just love that. And I know, I know you can always read the reviews there on Apple podcast uh, to just listen in and, and see what uh, this podcast is all about if you're new here. So go ahead over there and, and even write a review. If you've been here for a while, don't forget to write a review. I love it when I see um, what, what impacts you the most. So that always makes me really happy to see that it's doing something special in your heart. So don't forget to do that today on Apple podcast. And more people get to be encouraged just like you if you are writing that review. Anyway, the rhythm of posting um, these episodes this past year, I did it on a cycle that every two weeks. So I just, it's been an absolute joy, a labor of love. You know, over the past couple years, I usually did it, you know, every week, but it was just a lot. So I love that I get to like marinate it on a topic with you or a word from someone's, you know, perspective. Um, it's just been such a, a beautiful part of my life as well. And every, every, every episode, if I can get my words right, has inspired me, challenged me and transformed me through these powerful words of faith-filled encouragement. I hope they've done the same for you. Again, during this break from now until mid-January, I'll take some time to unwind and spend some time with family. I'm looking forward to the slower rhythms, but I cannot wait to release what God has put on my heart for you in future episodes next year. It's going to be a blast, and I'm just excited, and more to come in those Insta stories. Now, I want you all to just buckle up and get yourself ready because I'm telling you what, I have a very special guest. I've been kind of keeping it hush-hush till now, but Heather Yopa is our special guest speaker for today. Heather is married to Josh and his wonderful children, and Heather recently was speaking at a church, that's at my home church, at a ladies' event, and all I can say is she is just a gem. 
She is somebody who I just feel like you could just gravitate towards and sit with and listen to. She's got such a cute voice, like just a natural speaker. And I just can't wait for you to listen to her path. You know, again, she has a testimony that just gave me all the goosebumps that night that I saw her tell her testimony at the ladies event. And I feel like it will knock your socks off too. I could not wait to ask her to come on the podcast. And she's so gracious, graciously said yes. So again, you're going to hang in here with me and listen to her testimony as she speaks about her path through new age to being new in Christ. And I know that might sound a little like, oh, is this going to be churchy today? Uh, No, listen, hey, you're just talking to some friends here who are going to encourage you, whether you are on the path of faith or new age or wherever you're at, wherever you're landing on the spectrum, I think you're going to really love how Heather shows up in her life and says yes to God. And it's just a credible testimony that only she can she can't make up like it's only god you know she really just comes to identify that you know the new age is not truth but god is and she's gonna have this way of unraveling that for us and unpacking and tangling all those things so uh, just i w- buckle up and, and don't be turned off by this because i'm telling you what it's something in here for everybody heather again is this natural speaker who is just a fabulous storyteller of And I just can't wait to see how it moves in your life today. So again, it's a powerful story, her own experience, and she breaks down even what is new age? Because I had questions about that too. Like what what is this, you know, in our culture today and how does that impact us? And um, she just has a way of showing us the, the truth and the knowledge of what she's learned through her journey. And I know it's going to be a very impactful powerful and encouraging conversation. So grab your cup of coffee, get on your walk or run, and wherever you are, my friend, be encouraged. See you guys in 2024. Let's go. Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast, everybody. I can't wait for you to listen to a very special guest today. I mean, we have been talking about connecting for a while now, and I just am so excited to invite in Heather Yopa today. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hi, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity uh, to share my story today. And thank you for dedicating time to having a platform where God can be glorified. I know from what I could tell, you are already very busy and I'm so thankful that you uh, dedicate your time to this. Oh, thank you so much, Heather. Well, it's easy when I know I get to have conversations with you and other people (laughs) who are just so awesome. Um, And like I said, in case you don't know Heather, we're going to just jump in. I'm going to ask her, Mm -hmm. you know, to back up a little bit for our listeners. Maybe people do know you or um, maybe they don't, but can you just paint the little picture of, you know, where you're from, what you're about Mm -hmm. and anything else you'd like our listeners to know and feel more comfortable? Sure. I am from Hamburg, Pennsylvania. And um, a little bit about me, I, after much prayer, I made a big choice at the end of 2020 by leaving my corporate sales job uh, to be home with my family. And I joined forces full-time with my husband in real estate investing. Um, At the time, that was a very hard thing to do, but it is a part of uh, my testimony. And in 2019, April 2019 is when I was saved and when I uh, dropped dropped everything in the new age and devoted myself to Christ. 
Yeah. I cannot wait to unpack that because that's, <laughs> although she said it so simply like, okay, just gave it all up. It's not easy when you give up something oh, that you knew before. No. And I think, you know, we've talked about idolatry before on the, on this podcast, it's nothing new. I mean, we've talked about it with Micah Marshall back in the summer, uh, Mandy Owen. I mean, I've had these people on the podcast before and we kind of just brushed upon it. I think there's so many layers to mm -hmm. idolatry, especially new age, just like even that buzzword new age. And it has so many different things. I think it encompasses that. I don't even know all the meanings to, or all, all of it, mm -hmm. but I do know that there's, um, it, it's a big following, especially right now. I feel like there's people who are even in my own friend circles who, um, you know, who d don't know what new age is. In fact, even when they said that to me, Heather in the very, you know, when they started doing things like that, I thought, Oh, okay, mm -hmm. sure. I mean, even they can, mask over that with Christianity. And, um, so oh, I yes. can't wait to jump into this in with the conversation and just you for, to enlighten us, but you've been able to unravel and reveal as new age is not what people think it is. So, yes. or at least it's, it doesn't even come close to what Christianity and fallen Christ is all about. So right. tell us what is new age. And then how did that even obsession of yours begin or, you know, right. of what you wanted to you touched on so many important elements to trying to understand the new age after um, disentangling for years and, and to really trying to move away from it. A lot of it is mucky waters and it's very, the lines are blurred when you are trying to understand uh, new age and, you know, then also to Christianity, what is acceptable, what isn't. Uh, a very important thing is to Know, know what Jesus says, understand God's word, and look at the heart of what you're doing. So just leave it with that. We'll pick back up there. Um, but new age is a term that encompasses all different areas of um, like spiritual avenues. And it's, it's like non-religious in the sense of like nothing that is super strict and it borrows from all the religions. Mm -hmm. So it very much is uh, pick and choose your own path, taking, taking so many different parts, but that is part of why you get lost in the new age is because um, it is an encompassing of so many different spiritual avenues is how I would describe it. You know, and a large part of that is um, occult practices, which Deuteronomy lists out for us very clearly. That's divination, sorcery, omen interpretation, witchcraft, spell casting, mediums, and spiritists. The tricky part now is those are very obvious categories where culture and people have created such cute names like new age or um, guided meditations and things like that, that make it very unassuming and alluring. Things that I was personally involved in, which is funny now is like, you know, of light workers. And it definitely wasn't dark magic. I didn't do any of like straight up witchcraft, you know, um, but things that were of the light, I guess you could say, uh, which would be various kinds of meditations, energy work. I had crystals, practice with crystals, chakras, past life regressions, drum circles, astrology, super followed astrology, tarot cards, angel cards, all the sage and palo santo. So it was a, a majority of... Um, 
the tangible things that you could get in new age, I guess you would say. And uh, the practices over time became, became, it became, it didn't start off as an obsession. It became an obsession over time. Yeah. What makes it that way? (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's perfect. So like most sin, it does start small and it starts by just dabbling and opening yourself up. The new age, a lot of people who gravitate towards it and myself included, like you want to know God, you have this spiritual sense, you want your life to matter more than, than just it's, you're going to die one day and it's all going to be black, right? Like, so you're chasing a spiritual quest, like God made us worshipers. Like, what are you going to worship? But if you don't know Bible and scripture, you just are going to pick whatever is going to, going to fall your way. Um, But yeah, so the obsession started for me small. And as I got more and more involved into the practices, it normalizes it. And then when your community becomes those people, it it becomes something that you lean on and it becomes normal. Um, A little bit about my story in the specifics is um, I started working my corporate sales job and I was sitting all day and I had almost an hour commute to and from work. And for me, that was like making me crazy. And someone invited me to a yoga class. So I, and I loved it. I instantly loved it. I love the warm room, moving my body, all of the like chanting and the like, this is chill kind of vibe. And um, yeah, so instead of commuting home, I would go to the studio. So naturally I'm already spending a lot of time there. And then you're exposed to like, Hindu and Buddhist beliefs, learning about deities and the different types of gods that there are and that's available to you. Then you're going to meditations. You start on this path of enlightenment and it's all fun and it feels like self-improvement. The lines blur, especially for me, if you're like health and wellness, the holistic space, like your mind-body healing And what does that look like when you incorporate all of these different modalities? Um, So it becomes really tricky if you don't have a discernment. And I did not, I wasn't trying to discern. I wanted all of it. Like I just couldn't get enough, right? Like, so my filter was really up for like, is it, you know, is it black magic? Cause I don't want to do that, but anything else, like let's learn about it. Um, And during the same time as I was exploring, like spending time in the studio, I started teaching essential oil classes, which are, <laughs> that's not um, an occult practice, but I was co-teaching then with the teachers who were there. Like that was the mix where I was doing something I felt it was natural and holistic and it was easy to teach about non-toxic living. Um, but then at the same time, I'm pairing it with somebody who's teaching about chakras and things like that. So I started to... um get to know more teachers and go do energy work. A lot of this also included during the time where I was going through a deep need for healing. Mm. And I know when I listen to podcasts, I live for, for the details of what people are going through. And I'm not necessarily ready to share um, like the deepness of what I had experienced as a child, but, um, I was definitely struggling and having a hard time when I was working with anxiety because, you know, when I would be giving presentations to executives as like 
I, I had a big job right away, it felt like. And I was like, gosh, if these people only knew what I had been through or where I came from, they would never respect me as a professional. And I had this like dual, it just didn't feel, I, I was struggling with anxiety of just, I guess, like an imposter syndrome. So I wanted to go to therapy. And yeah. uh, at that time, 2015, therapy wasn't like the cool thing to do. I know it wasn't that long ago, but like trauma and triggered were not commonplace words, you know, no, they were not. like, you got, you need it. Like if you go to a head doctor, you must be super crazy. That's not, that is right. not the, wasn't the, the mindset, but you know what? I had money and I had health insurance, which was new for me. So I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to explore this and I'm going to try to get some help because the yoga was helping my anxiety, but I knew that there was something deeper that I needed. And I was still doing the modalities, but I really wanted to try other things. Uh, and I'm sharing this for a bit of encouragement um, because I actually ended up going to a Christian therapist yeah. and she helped me so much. I really wanted to be a Christian. Someone even read me Romans Road, gave me a Bible study. Um, and I really wanted to pick that path. I tried to go to churches. I was not. I felt like I was doing so well for myself. I was not going to surrender my life to like, to what, to rules. You know, I was too much on living life on my own terms. I didn't, I couldn't, I was so uncomfortable in church. I was create, I was crafted by the world at that point. Like the world had raised me. It was too hard. I was too, like, if I was comparing it to the new age avenues at my fingertips. That was self-driven. That was self-directed. That was something that I could just do on my own terms. I could right. pick the healing I want. I could pick what I want to focus on. And that's what I ended up going with. Um, so, you know, I even had the choice and tried to go down the path of Christianity, but I still picked the new age part and now circling back it was all setting me up to be able to probably, you know, God's, God's work of exposing, um, what the new age is like. I love that. Cause I just, is a good segue then into, you know, what were these effects that the new age had on you? Because you said I was already hardened by the, I was raised by the world. I could just like, pause on that because okay. I think so many people had their, because like, think about it, like not, maybe not in 2015, but I mean, maybe Instagram, like you think about all the reels now. I mean, I don't know, maybe that's like a going back three years, but like yeah. you can grab a clip of what somebody will tell you the, the five hacks to do this or to get healing yeah. or to do this. And it just seems like an instant gratification. And I yes. think the more and more that's spoon fed to people, this is the way to go. This is the way to go here. You can choose this path. You can choose that path. You can choose this. Like this will get, bring you enlightenment, whatever it might be happiness. Yes. Like we get this shoved in our faces all the time. And you said something really important. I think I just want to point this out to anyone. Maybe this is stirring up in your heart, but she said you didn't have discernment. And I think you did. I want to say yeah. that you did. Okay. You knew you wanted it, but you also knew that you wanted to, but yet you chose to do things your way. And I right. think a lot of times we do know the right path. We have that discernment. Like we know mm -hmm. what good joy, love, and we know what that is, what Christ is, but yet we want to go our own way. We are children. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. We are such, such children. Yes. Yeah. That's a great point. And you know, I really tried to take Jesus with me. Yeah. And I wanted to take 
the new age look at Christ consciousness and um, the prophet of Jesus as an enlightenment teacher, you know, level playing field as, as Buddha, right? He's a good guy. He's a nice guy. He'll be there for you. And there got to be one point where he was like in my, my toolkit of uh, go to like spirit guides, angels, Jesus is right in there. Um, And I had been going to a, uh, gosh, how would I describe her? Like a medium coach where she was spiritually coaching me through um, being a medium, like mm-hmm. telling me what the spirits want for my life kind of a thing. And I took this very seriously. Results came from it. That's another thing. The devil will give, he has the power to give you whatever you want, as long as it keeps you on the path of destruction. Okay. Like that is true. Um, You want money, you want success, you want these things, your self-directed healing. Yeah. You could get results for that, especially if you're influencing other people to do it. But anyway, so she told me, she's like, listen, you're leaning too much on Jesus. There's so many people that you have access to and you really like got to let him go. Like you're really stuck on this Jesus thing. Like there's so many other deities and gods and teachers. And she gave me this book that had like 50 top spiritual enlightenment teachers. And I knew that was wrong. I knew that was wrong when she said it to me. It took a while for me to figure it out, but it was so, it felt like the serpent was talking to me because Mm -hmm. why can't I pick who I want to like work with A, a big difference too, is like going directly to God. Like you know, a lot of the beliefs are you have to work with these enlightenment teachers or spirit guides or angels, um, but not necessarily direct talking directly to God. Um, like you're not worthy to talk direct, directly to God. But anyway, I knew when she had said that, that that was definitely off. And shortly after that, I actually stopped going to see her. So the discernment yeah. was there. Little by little. Yes. It was just, it was just that slow surrender, not a, yes on my knees right on the first day of church surrender. Right. But But, ooh, does it feel good when you get there? (laughs) Yeah. Amen. I know. But you make a really good point. Uh, I think what you're saying is, you know, okay, I'm going to totally just take a a left, right hand turn, whatever, whichever direction this is. But I was just thinking about, you know, Kobe Bryant, he's basketball, you know, epic person. And he, one of his videos, one of his reels, right. When I was watching and I was watching it and it said that he knew, um, at a very young age, if he was going to do well, he was going to watch his opposition. He was going Mm. to watch the kids that he was eyeing himself up on the leaderboard, so to speak, and getting to know their style, their way, what they were going to do. So that way, when it came time to be on the court, he knew exactly, oh, they always go for the right hand, right hand layup. I'm going to block on on their right, make them go left, you know, oh. that type of thing. So it's interesting that that comes to mind because I think that we also have to know not only who God is in our path, right? Because it, yes. it's very clear. You kind of had an inkling, you had it, you, but you didn't want it spoon fed to you. You had to go see it for yourself. I think it's something if we want to know our strength, we have to know who Christ is for us. So right. we have to also, you know, see that for ourselves, search it out for ourselves, but we also need to know who our opposition is. Yes. And one of the things you were just saying is like that discernment will also be that big sign of like, Ooh, like you said, you felt like he was hissing in your ear. <laughs> like, you yes. Know? 
So I just think, you know, he, he knows those little things to get you, to make you stop and not turn to God. Like you said, there's all these things out there that will stop you going directly to God himself. Right. Isn't that absolutely think about? It is. Yeah. There's a lot of unnecessary avenues to take. Hopefully this podcast will be a short, uh, a shortcut for somebody. <laughs> yeah. Let it be a shortcut because I think, well, what did it, what did it, what turned it around for you completely? So here are all these little yeah. nuggets that are kind of leading up to possibly a point. I mean, tell me a little bit more what turned it around. Okay. So, um, what turned it around for me, let me see here. How do I want to go around? Oh gosh. Okay. What turned it around for me? All right. I'm pregnant. It's April, 2019. And I'm starting to feel very protective of the baby inside my body. So I was getting like weirded out with crystals being near my stomach, very energy sensitive, but at the same time, I was still immersed in doing my tarot cards every day, uh, manifestation. I was, I was still like definitely in all of it. And I was, it was a morning I was going to a psychic development course where you learn how to tap into your psychic abilities, um, which is so silly to me now, but I was definitely for it. And in the morning when I was doing my preparation, you know, cause I really wanted to get this right. I really wanted to do the psychic thing. So I was doing my preparation in the morning. I was doing my tarot cards. I had recently got acquainted with my three spirit guides uh, and I could feel them on my right side of my body. And there was just a shift. I had been heavily listening to and researching what happens when people die and what do the various religions say about where where you go really honestly i was like i want to know what's going to happen like where did my baby's life come from there's all these theories that babies choose their parents and it's like your fourth life and you always like are living these different lives together and your baby might used to have been your mom and it's like this whole weird thing and i was learning so much information that didn't make any sense at all and it was so unsettling to me where previously i could easily like the peace that i would receive would be very transactional but this was very unsettling to me um my pregnancy had really just changed my, I felt it was so serious to me then. So I felt like this presence on my right side, it was very heavy and I was annoyed. I was uncomfortable and I was annoyed uh, by kind of needing to do all these things all the time, not really getting to an answer. The truth is I was hungry. I was not satisfied after eating all of this garbage for that long, so long. And it wasn't, it wasn't filling me. So, uh, I prayed and that's another thing. I prayed all the time. I prayed to the universe. I prayed to all these gods. <laughs> I prayed to Jesus. I was praying, but it, it was, it was still an act of prayer. Like people are still praying. That's another thing. But, um, I prayed and I said, God, I am so, I went to the source. I went to God. I am so sick of not 
understand like what is true what is the there's it can't all be true or if it is all true can I just suck it up and deal with it like can I have a true yeah. path because I was recognizing that it was tiring I was recognizing that uh, so many of uh the people who I had been with they were constantly going on these healing journeys and healing 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 and like healing became an idol in their life um i didn't have that language then but i could just recognize that it wasn't working so god please show me truth please show me truth so later at the class uh i'm sitting with uh the other students and it's lunch and everybody's casually talking and somebody mentioned doreen virtue and, um, yeah, let's pause right here. Tell me a little okay. bit who Doreen Virtue is. So okay. tell, t- tell that, tell us all, cause we all may okay. not know the new age thing. I had to Google yes. it when you had mentioned it to me before. So, um, yes. no shame in that, but tell us a little, little bit okay. about who she is. So Doreen Virtue, she, is, she was a icon of the new age. She had been teaching for decades. She was uh, an enlightenment teacher, she made many decks of angel cards and books. She was re- living that rich manifestation life too. She had everything she wanted. She had this beautiful farm in Hawaii. Every new age shop uh, has at least one of her angel decks. Well, I don't know anymore since she since she's converted. Um, but yeah, so Doreen Virtue, she was an icon in the New Age. She was a well-respected person for all of her teachings, especially about angels, which is often the gateway to getting involved into the rest of the things is because the devil disguises himself as a being of light. You start chasing angels. You start chasing all of those feel-good things. And next thing you know, you're you're like off, off the deep end doing things you never thought that you would, would do. Um, so- in the group, when someone brought up Doreen Virtue, they said, oh my gosh, have you heard? She's completely lost her mind. Uh, she, her, her Christian husband has, has completely brainwashed her and she's renounced all of her teachings. And I didn't, I didn't know much scripture, but my husband who's been a Christian his whole life. I remember him saying once that those who follow Jesus, the world might hate them. And I never really understood why that would be the case. But here I am watching all of these people trash this lady because she has committed to a path. She picked Jesus. We're supposed to be the the group of people that honors everybody's path. There is no good or bad. It just is, you know, like we're supposed to be the new age group that just lets everybody, you know, find your own way. And here she picks something and it was totally disgusting to the group. Oh gosh, we lost a great teacher to the dark side is how they were viewing it. So I'm sitting there and it felt like my heart plummeted into my stomach because I saw truth. I knew there's no way that she gave up everything to follow Christ for no reason. What happened? I had to know. Um, so I I went home and I watched her testimony. And yeah, she explained that she had a come to Jesus moment. She asked, she no longer was collecting any money. She sold everything she had. She um, said, renounced all of her work. She went completely 
to ground zero, her fame, her relationships, everything she severed uh, for the name of Jesus. And I, well, I wasn't ready to accept just that. Then I watched like 10 other YouTube videos on, <laughs> on the new age to Jesus. I still wasn't ready to do that either. Cause I honestly did not want to be like a Bible beater. I like, that was not I liked my Jesus that I made for myself. You know, I wasn't sure about all that other stuff. So I slept on it. I didn't say anything to my husband because I didn't want him to get excited. Uh, and then the next day, I I just packed up all the stuff, the crystals, the books, the decks of cards. That's hard too because you spend a lot of money on this garbage. So you're spending all the money and you're. I put it all in a box and I told Josh, I'm not doing anything new age anymore. I'm giving it all up and I'm going to just follow, follow Jesus. I'm, I'm going to give it all. I'm just going to follow Jesus. And he said, he smiled and he's like, I knew you would figure it out. You know, he had said to me before that he was really sad. I was going to continue off to a point where I wasn't going to be able to come back. Like it's so lost and wrapped up in all of that, that you kind of like, you know, don't yeah. have a sense of reality anymore. Some people get so 40 that they lose sense of that you actually live here on earth though too um yeah. we're not in the ethereal realm um but yeah so he was he was so happy and i said to him were you praying for me <laughs> and he's like oh yes i was praying that you would you would see truth and that's exactly that's exactly what happened isn't that funny how that was the very prayer that he was saying your husband yes. saying yes you i mean it's like God put that on his heart. It, it, that just gives me chills. It makes even me goosebumps and I don't know, just thinks I'm going to cry because I'm like, wow, the the heart, like he was so desperate for the Lord to change and to, for you to see truth. It's And yeah. it's funny is um, you had to come to do it on your own. And I love that the Lord is so patient uh, with all yeah. of us in our own path. I mean, he wasn't condemning you. He wasn't like, I think a lot of times, like you said, very in the beginning, like Christian is a bunch of rules. I can't do rules, but yeah. the Lord has the law in place for a reason, because if you skip out all the laws and I don't know where this is, maybe it's in Romans or something, but when you have a lawless nation, you don't have God. Do you know what I mean? Oh yes. Oh, absolutely. And those, uh, being a parent is a perfect perspective as well. There's rules in place because you love your children. You want to keep them safe. You care about their hearts. You care about their minds. You love them dear. You give anything for them. So rules are in place because they love you. And even though it's not even necessarily like, I don't ever really, I thought of them as rules. I don't think of it as rules. It's, it's the way, it's the way to live. It's the way for freedom. It is the most freeing thing to be. And I always, I had said, I'm, I was rebel hearted and I've always been rebel hearted, do things on my own terms, have problems with authority. I was just like rebel hearted. And I feel like one of the most thing rebellious things you can do is follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. He was a rebel. He was the rebel really. Yeah. So, um, and that was changing, understanding who Jesus is and what he actually really says versus the, the version that the world will give you or that people will, will filter through, uh, for other people to see. But that is one thing about my husband. He patiently, he patiently observed. He never partook. He would let me, he would answer questions when I would ask, 
And he was so loving to me all along the way and being very patient and understanding, but at the same time, really praying for me too. So um, he was a beautiful example of how you can love somebody through that situation, never condemning, but also not partaking and uh, being there, being there for somebody and being an example, like a true example of what it's like to love like Christ. Mm. That's so good. That's yeah. so good. I love that, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's almost like for, this is an encouragement and I didn't even know this was going to be an encouragement for that, but anyone who is praying for their spouse, don't yeah. ever stop praying. Yes. And it's like, you know, you said you, you prayed to all these different things, but the one thing that was answered that you needed them all, you know, your husband's prayer, you know, yeah. I just, um, it's so true. It pierces heaven, our, our yeah. prayers, whatever we say, these unspoken yeah. prayers, like these things that, you know, Heather, you might've been praying all along, like, Lord, I, I need to see truth. I need to see you. Um, I think we all say that in our own way, whatever journey part we're on, whether we, we touch the new age stuff or not, you know, there are things yeah. that we put our hope in that are not in Christ to, to give us the answer. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. um, it's so easily we can get caught up in, well, this will be the the job, you know, I'll identify myself in the job. And when the job isn't there, mm-hmm. like, well, then what, who are we, you know, or maybe it's in our yes. kids or it's it, how quick in, in the day to day. I mean, I'm admit it, you know, there are times in my life, I put my hope in the wrong things. And I thank God that he shows me the truth, the way, yes. like you said, right. um, because if it feels exhausting, it's not of God. Right. If the wisdom isn't pure and loving, it's not of God. That is, yes, that is true. I feel like if anyone's exhausted today, I'd be careful to ask yourself, what am I chasing? Am I chasing the yes. fear of man? Am I chasing the the fear that I'll never, it will never work out? I feel like God put it all on my own shoulders because that, yeah, I'd be afraid if it's all on me too. <laughs> like I'm not well, one that, to be counted on. And that was that, that as far as like, it's all on me, that independent woman, that independent spirit that I am the Phoenix that rides from the ashes. That was, I had that going on. I was striving for that. I felt like I had created the life that I had always dreamed of. And based off of what I had experienced and where I came from, I never knew that that would even be an option for me. So that was so, my identity was so attached to that. Letting go of it was the hardest thing that I had to go through. And truthfully, when I decided to throw away all the new age stuff and dedicate myself to Christ, and that was what I was going to put my faith in, like every aspect of my life changed. And it was the hardest thing for me to have to face to lose my identity and my job to, I I mean, I, my body was like allergic to yoga. I'm telling you, and I'm not saying, I have to clarify. I'm not saying that yoga is new age either. Like some of, I know people can feel benefit from it, um, that it is helpful. And I know, I mean, I have like some of the greatest love for people who teach yoga. Like I still love them and everything like that. So it is, it's for me, I could not disentangle the spirituality aspect of it. And I would say that if you're somebody who does yoga and you feel spiritually distant from God, pray about that. But I'm not like here to condemn me. And that's another thing, like Jesus speaks to the heart of why you're doing something. So 
for me, I couldn't disentangle spirituality from yoga. The language was like cellularly in me to not be able to integrate in it. Like I tried going to yoga classes and when I say my body was allergic, like I actually really feel like it, I was delivered from it. I couldn't be, I was jumping out of my skin. I couldn't listen to it. I couldn't see the things. I really, really honestly just felt like I was allergic to it. So yoga, which I had been doing, you know, at that point, I think for like seven years. Um, and then we actually decided to sell our home, which I thought was like our dream home because I was going to quit my job and support our family. So yeah, lost the job. And then we sold our house. We sold our car. We moved into a house hack, which was, it felt, everything felt so backwards. Jackie, I'm telling you that I, when I said my identity was lost because it was so attached to everything that I felt like I had created there was nothing for me to do but to lean on Jesus. And I even thought to myself, gosh, this Jesus business is really not working out for me. Like I'm, I've lost everything. I didn't even have my rituals to lean on. And, um, or my community, because I naturally, you know, you start separating for from your community. The friends that I had, it was like COVID. So most yeah. people weren't hanging out. I didn't even have my work friends anymore. So it was a whole thing. And I felt very alone. And um, I felt like, God wasn't really talking to me and my prayers were getting answered. But really, I look back at in hindsight that that point of desperation got me to read my Bible. It got me to really pray and surrender God's will for my life. And it wasn't until I actually started to find joy and appreciation with where I was and what I had and start obeying with things, the things that God had put on my heart that the fruitfulness started to take place. And no matter how much I wanted to go back and do the things that had previously worked for me, I could not. I knew that I would have rather had felt like God wasn't talking to me and know the truth than to go back and do any of the things that were totally, completely lies. Because I knew that Jesus dying for my eternal salvation and everything that he's already done for me was the most important thing that I need in my life. Like that's the number one thing. And that was enough for me. That was enough for me. Mm. Wow. That's so beautiful. I feel like that's such a transformation, like yeah. literally to where you were to how you even unraveled, like did, but nothing of that, none of it mattered, but Jesus, Jesus being the answer of your life, even if yes. you couldn't tangibly see it, touch it, smell it, whatever it might be, you know, yeah. that Jesus was the answer. It's just, it's so cool how that, how God was able to reveal that in you, because as I'm listening to your story, it's only God, like just even down to how your body physically couldn't do something. Um, it's just so interesting to me. Yeah. And it was I really think... quite frustrating, um, <laughs> but I, it was, it was like what I needed to, otherwise, yeah. you know, I would have probably gone right back to, it was, it was really what I needed. God had a, had a plan for me to get to the point to share it and to live out his will for my life. So I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. It was hard then, um, but it's so beautiful now. It's so yeah. beautiful now. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Once he became my foundation, everything else could build. Once he became my identity is uh, I'm a child of God. I am chosen. I am beloved. Once you like really believe those things and that you're, I, it's like my life rebuilt from, from that. And 
I've had the most amount of peace and healing in my life because of it. The priorities were in the right place. You're building from the right place. So, um, yeah. It's funny. It's like you building a house, you know, if you're not on the right foundation, everything will fall. And the foundation that you had was weak. And, um, and, and sometimes we don't even know it's weak until it falls, until it crumbles. And then yes. what, you know, and the Lord was so gracious with you. And I think, you know, as God transforms in, in everyone's own life in their own way, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know sometimes you say you're a baby Christian, but I don't really know about that. <laughs> I like to think that you, you just w- took the the bull by the horns and you went for it. You said you, God stretches <laughs> us. You know, if you're listening today, if you feel like you're in a, in a moment where you lost everything or you know, you feel like God is stretching your faith right now. I love that, you know, Heather gave us this piece of information that I think is part of our foundation today is to pray and read the word. It's this constant sewing. It's this constant, like, Lord, if I abide in you, it's this three chord thing I've talked about before on this podcast, but I just reminded myself to go back to it. Like it's like a braid, you know, if we abide in him, pray, read the word about in him. Like we're looking to yes. him. It it will build the foundation. It will strengthen our faith. And although we may not always look back and see the fruit, we can look back and see the steps of how far we've come. Amen. <laughs> like yes. I know it's something that's true. Um, yes. I know you mentioned too, um, you know, how people in the new age game never seem to completely arrive. And, um, they bought into the counterfeit, you know, you know, I think the Lord warns us so much in the word about counterfeit. I mean, I can pinpoint so many different pieces of scripture. Now I've been a Christian a long time and I still can't remember all the scriptures. And I I think I just need to get like some index cards or something and just (laughs) flashcard it up. But nonetheless, I know that counterfeit I've read it over and over and over. I mean, if you think about even, you know, the wilderness, you know, the, the Israelites in the wilderness, they, they, wanted to talk to God, but they made a God themselves, you know, like there's so many times there's this counterfeit and, um, it just never seems to satisfy. And I was watching Kat Von D someone else. I don't know if anyone remembers, you know, the two thousands, the Miami Inc or the LA Inc episodes, Mm -hmm. Kat Von D was like a big, you know, person, um, of that time to, to hop on MTV and do their, you know, ink up people, famous people and that type of thing. And although I wasn't like a big fan of the show, I know who she was in pop culture and, and probably had watched a few episodes back in my teen years. Right. But um, I would say that but just recently she became a born again Christian and was baptized. And mm-hmm. it's so funny. You mentioned to me that it was the Christian or it was people just seemed to hate her. Um, sorry. You were talking about Doreen Virtue. Yes. And now people are like, oh my gosh, Kat Von D. And now I see she said she dealt with backlash and not just from like the new age people, but from Christians. Yes. I thought that was wild to watch. People all had an opinion and Mm -hmm. she was on an interview with Ali Stuckey on her podcast and it was truly intriguing. I mean, I listened to the whole thing. Um, And this girl has been through so much despite people, even Christians kind of like pointing their finger at her and going, what are you doing? You know, um, but she's also been through tons of hurt, pain, child. She left, you know, at the home at age of 14. Right. Um, she said at the very end that the only answer at the end of the day is Jesus. And yeah. I just thought that was so, wow. Like she's been, she had fame. She had money. She has a big house. She was in, you know, all of these things and, and none of it just all seemed exhausting to keep up with. And she said at the end of the day, in fact, her parents were even missionaries, which is wild to think about. 
but and how encouraging for parents. Yes. How yes. encouraging. Oh gosh. I as the mom in me was like, yes. <laughs> like praise God. Yes. Praise God so much. And I so I loved Kat Von D. So she's a she was a vegan. I, I don't know if she is anymore, but when I was doing um yoga and all of that. My identity was also wrapped up in being vegan. And I followed her because she was so cool. I mean, she is very talented. She was a vegan. She's rebel hearted. And, uh, when she, I had, when I converted, I actually prayed for her because she has a lot, she has, she cares so much about a moral compass. That's another thing. A lot of people who get sucked into the new age, they want so desperately to be their life to be valued and have purpose and do good and be good. And she, she really has a heart for people. She has a heart for the way that the way she lives will impact the world. And I really picked up on the authenticity for her, but when she comes out as a born again, Christian, a majority of her following are not Christians. So you're, when someone comes out like that, to that degree, they're jeopardizing their reputation, their ability to do business in the future, especially in LA. There are so many actors and uh, professionals from LA that are converting, which is amazing. It's like these little micro blooms that are happening and it's also encouraging. Um, But yeah, so when she says the only answer is Jesus, that's like, it's true. And when I like I said, when I committed to Christ, it's the peace that came, even though like things about my life changed or she still has peace. Even It's annoying of how the Christians treated her, but it didn't rock. It didn't rock her faith yeah. at her core. You know, she's building on bedrock too, like in Matthew um, seven. So um, it really means everything to me. And it's encouraging for me when, when she was sharing that information, The other thing about, I have to say, for the counterfeit element, I heard, I heard somebody, I think I was listening to an apologetics podcast. You can't really claim that Jesus was just a good teacher. Hmm. Okay. Because he said that he was fully man and fully God. Hmm. He said he was the son of God. So if he's just a teacher he would be a liar. Are you really going to be like taking from the the teacher who's like a crazy heretic saying that he's God and you're just going to take his teachings anyway? That doesn't make any sense at all. Like you either believe that Jesus is who he says he is, the way, the truth, the life. No one gets to the father except through me. You either read the red letters and understand who Jesus is or you don't believe in Jesus and what you're choosing to believe in is a total lie. If you're just picking out what you want to, but then um, the upsetting part is you can cause other people to stumble. If you say that you're a Christian Mm -hmm. and you say that you believe in Jesus, but then you behave in a, in a, in a way that, you know, like tarot and Jesus, it doesn't go together. (laughs) So there's that. I think some of what, Kat Von D came up against is people being concerned that she's going to cause other people to stumble by having tattoos and things like that. Um, but you know what, that's for her, for her to deal with. Um, that's not for, for me to comment on and you will be able to see, I mean, 
Jesus has the reputation of being the redeemer because he does. Um, so that was, that's a big, a big, just when it's Jesus is the answer that is black and white for me, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I would lo- I love that because you're right. God is not a liar. <laughs> that means if you can't right. cherry pick, it's like you said, like right. basketball again, you can't cherry pick, uh, you know, or whatever sport you play, you can't cherry pick the the goal or the basket. Like, um, and just cause you, you want that cause you want it to sound sweet for you and put it in your own way. Right. And if that's what, that that's, what's happening. Um, then just, just watch, ask the Lord to show you, is this a cherry picked verse? Is this something I'm just pulling out? Cause it sounds nice. It sounds pretty. Right. Or is it, is, am I losing the context of what they're saying? Um, right. or am I putting, putting it into context, you know, cause you might really right. like it you might be saying it, but you may be interpreting it a whole different way. Right. Um, I think it's really important. You're right. Like a stumbling block. I just, a lot of this season, I'll just be vulnerable with you here, Heather. I know you've been sharing a lot and just even through this whole year, um, you know, just being, I, I've asked the Lord to help me to see truth as well and, mm-hmm. and to help, um, me not to be a stumbling block because I think even the way I act, how, I, what I say, what I do, mm-hmm. I realize matters more to the people in my home than it does to the people outside this home. Um, I know Hosanna Wong said that in when yeah. we went to the Pendel Women's Conference, I want to be the same Christian in my home that I am outside my home. And yes. the Lord has really just revealed a lot of things in me like, hey, what you're saying, what you're doing, you know, it should go hand in hand. Um, and, and, the, and the Lord just really revealing a lot and a lot of repentance going on, a lot Ooh, of on my knees. Take that repentance shower. Yes. And I'm just like, Lord, every morning. And so I've been getting up, you know, 5 a.m., 5 a.m. The Lord's like, come see me. Come on. Wow. Come on, get up. Come on. I need you. I need, I need to tell you something and more and more oh. just visions and dreams. And the Lord is just really revealing things that um, are beautiful. Yeah. And, and, hard. and, and hard. Way to be vulnerable yes. and share that. That's hard. It, it is so hard to be actively sharing when you're in the midst and you don't have the exact answered prayer and you're really working on it and your heart is for God and you're just not totally there yet. But to share that while you're going through it is is courageous. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and taking it seriously that you don't want it to be, that you don't want to be a stumbling block. And that's one of the most impactful pieces of scripture when I was going through and trying to figure out, okay, well, who, what does Jesus really say? What does Jesus say? Because why don't I just hear what he has to say? If he says that he, he's God, that he's the son of God, well, let's figure it out. So I will read it. Um, Matthew 18, six, if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. That is so serious. So the, you're, you, you're taking that to heart that you do not want to be the stumbling block and that's honorable to God. (laughs) Right. He, he does, he cares about that. He does not want, want your you to cause other people to stumble and um i i definitely took that to heart when i read it another piece of scripture was from matthew 7 lord lord we do not prophesy did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name and then i will declare to them i never knew you depart from me you were workers of lawlessness and that's saying, you know, people are going to get get to heaven and say, hey, 
Lord, I called on your name though. Yeah. Counterfeit Jesus or real Jesus? Who are you talking to? <laughs> oh, I love that. You know, that, that it taking Jesus seriously for what he said was, was the most pivotal moment of my life. Cause you can take him at his word. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. And it's it's part of you. I mean, like you've said here on the podcast, you know, to pray and to get into scripture. And mm-hmm. I just look at how it's revealed God's revealed himself to you and yes. the scripture that's popped out to you. And and I think even as a person who's walked the walk, I mean, I'm still not arrived. You guys, there's there's no arrival. I don't think there's no <laughs> arrival. There's no arrival until you get to the gates of heaven. But here's the thing: yes. you have an inheritance, and that inheritance yes. brings you to the gate. And that's the peace that you can have in the storm. That's what you know. You okay? You have some things going on. It's not wrong. You're learning. Yes. You know, I just think there's grace upon grace for all of us, and um, yes, I think that's just the beauty part of anyone's yes. testimony today. And I just are reading a word here from. John and John 10, you know, it says John 10, oh gosh, 20, I'm going to read from here, 25. I did tell you and you won't believe Jesus answered them. The works that I do in my father's name testify about me, but you don't believe because you are not my sheep or not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one is able to snatch them out of my, out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. And so that's verse up to Mm. verse 30. And I love that because he says, and he says it black and white. No one will snatch them out of my hand. You are my sheep. I am your shepherd and you're going to follow me because you hear my voice. You know me. In order to know him, you got to have that relationship. And I think Heather, just knowing that you've had that relationship encourages everyone to deepen that relationship. You know, you can't have a strong marriage without, you know, you've talked about this and other people have said this in my podcast, but you can't have a strong marriage if you're just the only one talking to yourself. You know what I mean? Or (laughs) you can't can't do that. It takes two to tango, you know? Right. Um, And I think the Lord wants to hear from us. And it's a constant like, okay, Lord, here, I have this on my plate. You know, Paul's not messing around. He says, Hey, I, I can find happiness in anything and everything. Why? Because he talks to the father, because he says, right. I pray about everything. And I think when we, we yes. give our thoughts and our prayers to him, um, we may yeah. not arrive at, you know, the, the perfection that I think our world so right. deeply puts pressure on. Um, the Lord's making diamonds and he's going to put, he's going to refine us over yes. and over for that clarity yes. of knowing who he is, not right. so that we're perfect, you know? Absolutely. That's beautiful. And really, again, like coming back to believing that that is true. How many times does the Bible say, continuously pray, pray without ceasing, take joy in praying, <laughs> like keep, keep on praying. And it's, and it's not to get to a state of arrival, but to feel like you're in the rhythm of God and you do the change does happen and it's lasting change. And you don't get to a state of arrival of perfection and you don't get to a state of arrival of like being, you, I don't know, picture perfect, right? Like there's still, I, I, I had a problem, I guess, with uh, Christianity from a non-believer's perspective, because it felt like there wasn't space for error. And that's just, 
that's not true either. Uh, I heard somebody say once the hypocrite, the church is full of hypocrites. You'll fit right in. <laughs> like, like we're, we're all in this, in this same in that together, like we're still have our human nature, but through repentance, through having a relationship with God, you're going to have fruits to move his kingdom and save souls. Like that is, mm -hmm. that is what is so important. And we still have to deal with being human, right? But it does give you a total change on how you operate your life. Look at your life. You still make mistakes. You still need to repent. You still need to work on things. You still need to ask God to reveal things to you, but it deepens your life. It enriches your life. And it's better to have that than distraction and lies and things that are going to keep you chasing anyway, that peace, like there's just no replacement for that peace. Jesus is the Prince of peace. And it's so good to know him. Mm, that's so good. I love that because it's a, uh you know, your testimony, Heather, is so yes. powerful because I think so many of us want to hide and be like, no, no, no one else needs to hear what God is doing in my life, but somebody needs yes. to hear what God is doing in your life, Heather. And I, I even, yes. how did, how did you find community even coming? Okay. So you gave it up. You said, okay, here, I'm going to follow mm. Jesus. And I mean, did you get to church? Did you? <laughs> I would I would happen? love to answer that question. That's a great question. Thank you for asking it. So um I I oh goodness. Okay. So I try, I went to a church and I liked the church. It was actually a church plant from the bridge. And I could not be vulnerable in church. Okay, let's talk about church. So I was so yes. uncomfortable going to church. Okay. Like I, the raising of the hands, the praying out loud, the uh, learning scripture, it hurts at first, you know, it's convicting, right? So like, it's a little bit of a painful experience as well. Um, but yeah, and I would, for a while I would skip worship. I would say, Josh, I'm not going to worship music because I would sob. I would cry and like my makeup's all messed up. I was terrified of anybody looking at me or trying to talk to me about what I was going through because I was not in a place to be vulnerable. And, um, and I even got to the point where I said to myself, listen, Heather, if you could drop it, like it's hot in a club for Satan, you can raise your hands with praise for Jesus. Heather, like you cannot be so uncomfortable with worship music. Like this is bizarre, but it was, it was so hard for me. But then, um, I started to go to the bridge because I had uh, my son and he was a baby and I didn't feel like driving. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to the bridge. It's close by. And I had met uh, Tony McFadden at C3 and she's somebody who I felt comfortable with. She was like one of the first people there and it was laying on my heart. God was telling me to be vulnerable. So the, after like three years of, okay, being a closet Christian, right? I was secretly reading my Bible. I was trying to do all of this rework and I really felt like God was telling me, you need to get to church. You need to open up. You need to be vulnerable. And, um, yeah, so I took that first step of vulnerability with her. She asked me simply at the end of service, how are you? And I was in such a state of needing a Christian friend. I was like, do, do you really want to, want to know? And I just broke out in tears Aww. and she's like, yes, of course I want to know. And that step turned into like flourishing relationships with so many women 
at the church. And it was that one act of obedience uh, and trusting that God is going to be okay to let somebody in when you're struggling right now. Mm. Cause I never would want to talk about what I was going through only when I've already have been fine, you know, then I'll share with it. Um, so that, that allowed me when people came in and the church and people who are so bold and have a fierce love for God, love you like as an example of Christ's love. Oh my gosh. It's like the most beautiful experience um, that you could have. So I, that, that act of obedience, it really helped me get to church, but then um, God had answered so many prayers I had for my husband and it was like bondage and, chains were breaking off of him right before my eyes. That was a huge uh, moment for me. That's that was so beautiful. There was also just very small steps. I had previously had this connotation, like I'm not going to spend my time doing small things because if I want to put an effort, I want it to have a big impact, a big ripple effect. So a lot of like my volunteer works, um, would be like the Hamburg community garden. It involved a lot of people. It was like for the, you know, for the health of the community. And I don't know, it was like a big thing. Right. So I felt like God wanted me to go to see somebody who was on hospice to volunteer for hospice. And you just go and you visit one person. And I was just like one person, like you want me to spend my time to go like take two and a half hours out of my day to go see one person. And then God was like, yes, because I love that one person. And because that one person is forgotten about, yes, I want you to go see this one person. Um, that in itself changed so many things because an opportunity, opportunity started coming my way. I know my yes, I know my no, but it was appreciating that God delights in things starting. He delights in the small things that he uses ordinary for extraordinary. Who am I to say that something is irrelevant? Something is too small that someone's not important enough. Like what? That's ridiculous and totally crazy. God, I'm a servant for you. You know, what do you, what do you need me to do? Changes my prayers. It changes my heart. So through those um, acts of obedience, it really allowed me to come like embrace my Christianity, I guess. Wow. That's so good. I love that because uh, something small is the same as something big to God. I love that in Psalm 139, it says, you know, that the dark is the same as the light in God's eyes. He sees in the dark and he sees the light. They're all the same. It's just like in a, a small thing that you do and the big things that you do, it's all the same. Um, wow. It's just so beautiful that you're taking those steps and it came from just a yes. And meeting our dear friend, Tony McFadden, who you guys have known. She's on the show. She's been <laughs> yes. on the show a couple of times, but I will tell you, she's a good friend of mine too. And you're right. She just is a loving person. And it's cool when, when God aligns that, that person for you and, and sets it up. Like he sets the stage. You guys, yes. that's why we don't need to worry because he will set the stage, pray about a friend and he'll send you that friend. I'm telling you, yes. he probably already has one lined up for you today. Yes. Um, well, and you're one of the Jackie, you know, I pray, I was praying for, for friends and I would say something like, God, I know it's like a small thing and maybe it's not that big of a deal to have girlfriends who are Christians, but I'd really love like that, you know? And then it got to the point of like, God, please, I know it matters because there's scripture that says that it matters. So you're supposed to share in your burdens and like that 
church is the body of Christ. Like he wants you there. Fellowship matters. And that's coming back to believing what, what he says is true. Who am I to minimize what a friend can do for you? What a friend could be, what a friend could do for, for Jesus and, and moving God's kingdom here on earth. So, yeah. No, I love that because it can be the hope in the hopelessness. It can be the yes. hope and despair. It could be the hope when you're caught up in all the wrong things and the Lord just shifts your heart to that somebody. It could be the very thing that you need. And and sometimes like we don't need to be as as bodies of Christ. Like we don't, I think sometimes I always think like yourself, like it has to be some big thing. I'm going to yeah. say something amazing and someone's going to just, <laughs> woo, we're going to go to yeah. Jesus. But no, yeah. it's usually in the little things of yeah. the gestures or, or things like that, that make right. a really big difference. Right. And even in my own home, you know, my children, like we said very early on, like owning their own faith. And it's just those little, um, those moments that you spend with them and just in the car or whatever, those little moments that you you speak the word or you give them a hug or you show them grace or whatever it might be, um, those things matter and they matter to yeah. people around you. So if you're not sure where to start in your own community to be that for somebody, or maybe mm -hmm. you know somebody who's caught up in the new age today and you're like, man, send them this episode, number one, be a good friend. And two, <laughs> be a good friend. I'm just all I'm saying. If you're a good friend, you'll tell people when they have something in their teeth, you know, you'll just send them to be encouraged by them. You have a spiritual branch sticking out. <laughs> you might want to take it. care of that. Check it. But all I to say, I mean, we care about you. We really do. And we know that there's things in our lives that, you know, we're glad somebody was bold enough to say, hey, you're walking the wrong way. I yes. remember way back in college when I was rock walking the wrong way. My best friend, Jackie, who was a God friend from the beginning, it was a godsend. I didn't have, you know, a godly friend. And and then she was like, Hey, you want to go to church? I'm like, sure. Your name's Jackie. I'm like, yeah, my name's Jackie. We, oh my gosh, we're both named Jackie. <laughs> and then it was instant from there. We loved to run. So, um, but I'll tell you what, she got real with me one time. I was walking the wrong way and she said, uh-uh. That's not, that's not the road you're supposed to be walking. And right. I'm going to tell you that, you know, God wants more from you. And I think as a good friend, right. we'll encourage each other and say, God gently wants more from us because he, he, there is more for you in the kingdom of God to do kingdom right. work, whether it's visiting somebody in hospice or, you know, meeting a new friend at church and, um, being a part of the garden or being a mom and all these things are a great big things to the kingdom right. of God. Um, and his redemption power and his story and his testimony and sharing that with others. So um, if you feel like you're too far gone, you're not. The Lord sees you right where you're at. Oh, yes. And same with your friend or same with your sister or whoever, right. your your daughter, whoever you might be thinking of right now. God sees them and he sees right. the weight on their shoulders. Heather, he saw the weight on your shoulders. Yes. He didn't want you carrying that around anymore. All that junk no. gets tiring after a while, doesn't it? It, it does. Yes. So yeah. any, what is your hope for someone today? Because this is not about condemnation as we kind of start to wrap this up. Sure. Um, this is not about condemnation, but the redemption power of Christ. You know, it says in the board that the old is gone and the new has come in all of us who believe. So taking that step towards furthering our belief today, I just know there is going to be breakthrough that you're going to realize that it's not meant to be all on your own strength, whatever you're doing. You know, the Lord, he's got you. He says, come to me, all who are heavy burdened. If you need healing. I mean, you talked about how many times people will talk about healing. We mm -hmm. all need healing, relationship healing, yes. childhood healing, um, you know, marital healing. Maybe it's, you know, children, your family healing, or, or maybe it's a wound or you cancer, or I, I don't know, but God knows. And he does not want you to exhaust yourself any more. 
He wants you to turn to him. And he is the way, the truth, the light, like you said. So I just want to encourage someone else today as we just declare his word over you today and we can rest in Psalm 91. If you just want to read that over and over, it's a place to just anchor yourself this week, next week, and forevermore. Psalm 91 uh, declares that we can rest in the shadow of the almighty, that he orders our angels. It says that we find refuge in him alone. And what a sweet encouragement that is for all of us, because we all have battles we face. Heather, you weren't alone then. You're not alone now. And anyone listening today, you're not fighting alone. We have some good advice for you today. So uh, go back and listen again and and search out the scripture for yourself. And and Heather, do you have any other words of encouragement for someone today, you know, who's listening? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you're, if you're really feeling like um, you're waiting on answered prayer, what is something that you feel like God is telling you to do, no matter how small it is or how scary it is, what are the steps that you can take for, for that? Um, I do want to share a quick example of how you can kind of love somebody through, like, don't stop praying for somebody who is in the new age. Um, but I, I heard somebody talk about, uh, a crystal that someone gave them for healing and that person wasn't sure whether or not they should wear it. And you could say like, well, I'm not going to accept this crystal because it's of the devil. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> or you could say, I love the thoughtfulness behind this crystal. It would mean so much to me if you would pray for my healing with me, because I believe that Jesus cares for my healing. Would you pray with me? You know, though that is something that is a way that you can address, address a situation in a very loving and welcoming way. And the other one, just like as far as being a friend is to be available. Everybody gets really busy. You know, Tony has four kids. She was busy that day. But when, when she asked me how I was, she was willing to sit there and listen and um, be a friend. So being available to somebody by, and in your own home, your kids, you know what? They need a lot of help and a lot of stuff to do, but being available for them, the ministry is in your home. So by being available for people, it can really um, make all the difference to God and what he's trying to do in your life. So yeah, definitely don't minimize the the small things um, and praying for, for God to reveal himself to you, to reveal truth. I don't think that's going to return empty. If you are willing to see him and willing to surrender your life, the, the other one is, you know what? If you tried everything else, but you really haven't given Jesus a go, do it. Why not? If you're willing to do the drum circles, if you're willing to take the tonics, if you're willing to do any of the Kool-Aids, you might as well give Jesus a chance. Give him a real shot. Ask him to come into your heart to be your savior and see what happens. You know, you might as well, you might as well give it a shot. I love that. Give Jesus a shot. I think that's a message for all of us who are rebel hearted and uh, who just really need the the biggest rebel of them all who said, no, I'm not going the worldly way. I'm going the heavenly way. And if you want to come to heaven, you can come follow me. It's going to be a narrow road. It's going to not be easy, but take heart because he overcame the world for you. And, um, I think that's, that's the message here today. Thank you, Jackie. I'm going to read one piece of scripture. Go for peace it. I, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. 
Beautiful, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to talk talk with you. You make it easy. <laughs> ah, well, I love talking with you too. I know our listeners are going to absolutely eat this up and go back and listen as I will too. And uh, you can also check out in the show notes, any other information that we put there. Thanks okay. everybody and be encouraged. Hey everybody, I just want to pause and say thank you so much for coming into this space week after week or even if this is your first time, thank you so much for listening, taking the time to be encouraged today. If you feel led, don't forget to go ahead over and click subscribe and write a raving review. Give it five stars and fill up my bucket today too. And if you'd like to check out more about our guest speaker today, click on the show notes so you can learn more about them today. Thanks again everybody and have a wonderful week.